morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I didn't get the pink message today. Hallelujah. See that uh, see a couple of you are got your pink on. Hallelujah. Got my red, red, white, and blue on. Hallelujah for Labor Day. Hallelujah. Um, I just thank you for being with us, joining us on the internet. And, and we do miss those of you that have um, not been with us this year um, for um, whatever reason. We miss you and would love to have you join us. We're still here. We haven't stopped meeting. And um, we'd love to have you be a part of our fellowship here. And if not, I, I'm thankful that you listen and watch us on Facebook. And so I appreciate that, that, you're, that you are still with us um, via Facebook. And, uh, but reach out to us. We have a lot of things upcoming. Um, this has a, been an unusual year. And um, just so that, as, as you know, we're entered into the, the September. Here we are. We've kicked it off. Hallelujah. We're here. And today is Labor Day. And, and as his people... Um, from Hebrews 4, he talks to us in, in that, in, um, in him, we are to labor to enter into the rest. There is an effort to rest in him, in his promises, and the truth of his word. And so we're going to cover a few things um, this morning, I, I believe, I I had the direction, but I want to talk to you a little bit about, I want to encourage you to think about your life. Think about what you are endeavoring to do. And you can do this in your own strength. You can do it, I'm going to work, I, if I work really hard, I'm going to be able to do this. If I, if I work out really hard, I'm going to be able to do, look really good. Or we can enter in, begin to enter into the rest of God's word and enter into his, his empowerment for us to be able to accomplish things. Amen? And so that's in Hebrews uh, chapter 4. And it talks about in Hebrews 4 that you can, as you enter into that rest, you rest on his word. And the word Jesus, uh, it's important for you to, if you can get a revelation of this, because it took many years, I never got it. But Jesus and the word are the same. So when we use this word, Jesus in heaven right now is watching over this word. Amen? And so when we use this word, this word, he that Jesus recognizes it, amen, that it's his word. And he releases angels on account of this word. And so when you rest, when you take this word and you lay on it and you rest on it, in the book I talk about how um, that when you speak the word, you start to blow up the air mattress. Think about the mattress on the bed or on the on the water, let's say on the on the in the pool. Okay, we're not going to be on rough waters today. So picture yourself on. You've got a you've got an air mattress that you're going to uh, or a raft that you're going to um, lay on, and you are going to rest on that in the water of the word. And so you want to start. There's a lot of word, okay, that we want to rest on, but you want to start blowing up your with your confession out of your mouth. You want to start speaking the right words. 
Amen. And so the Bible says in Psalm 50, he who offers praise glorifies me, but he who orders his conversation aright shall see the salvation of the Lord. So it's one thing to praise and God receives our praise, but we have to have an outworking in our life that testifies that we really do believe the blood is sufficient. When we sing the song, oh, the blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, it, it never loses its power, but then we run, we don't really appropriate that blood. You're singing a song, but you're not really taking that song. And there is a reality when we worship, you want to step over into that these are not just a song that you sing, but this is a confession of faith. And you are actually engaging God with your praise and worship. You are reminding him of his faithfulness. You are bringing, when we're singing about, oh, take me in a little deeper. I want to know your heart. It shouldn't just be that you're singing a song. Oh, that's a nice melody. It's not a, this is not a secular song. This is a song about I am singing this to Jesus. And I am asking you, it's a prayer. I want you to take me in a little deeper. I want to know your heart. I want to know my, not my heart. I want to know your heart for the purpose and the plan for this hour for me. I don't want to know my heart. I, my heart is, that says that your heart left on, without the, the presence of God in it is deceitfully wicked. Okay? Before you're born again, your heart is deceived, can deceive you. You can be deceived by what you see. And so when you say, I'm giving you my heart, Lord, I want you, I want to know you more and come in and do a work. And because and, he is the heart reader, he is the one that knows what they call the hidden person of the heart. That's what you're thinking about. That's when you did that, that one person could do that and it was okay, but you did that and your motive was not right. Okay? Um, what Pastor Kevin says is the definition of blasphemy, blasphemy is, is telling the truth with an intent to harm. It's truth but you're in the, the motive of why you're saying it is to harm, not to bring edify, not to bring correction and build up, but it's actually to take them out. It's actually to, to harm them in some way. So when we take the word, we want to wield this word and we want to receive this word in our hearts. And when we give it out, it's to, to cut off the dross, to cut off because we have to be pruned. I'm looking, look at this, this, we're going to talk about dominion today again, we're getting back in over, we're on a, maybe it's called a God likeness series, amen? So what does godliness look like? We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but godliness takes dominion. Godliness, God is a God of order, not chaos, when you walk into somebody's house and it's all out of disarray and it's never in order and it's never, it's because they're not taking dominion over what God's given them. But the Bible promises that to what if you will just not despise the small thing, that if you're faithful with the little, I will increase it. 
And so a lot of times people want the, want the city or ten cities or a country or a nation, but they don't take dominion over their vessel or they don't take dominion over their own time. And that, and it, that the little foxes truly do take out the vine. The little foxes take out the vineyard of love. Because if you're not taking control over your time, if you're not if you're not saying, I just spent, I just spent six hours doing something that was did not profit. And I'm not saying there are times that you're not feeling well and you're not you, you need to rest and you're doing that. But then there are other times that you sh you could be spending your time and you could be you could be out there weeding a little bit, or you could be out there doing this a little bit. Not hey, I'm not speaking to anybody here. Okay, I'm not. There's some people in front of me. That's, sometimes it's better just be knowing I'm speaking here. Uh, hallelujah. <clears throat> but all of us being like God are to be taking dominion. I appreciate. When Pastor Kevin and I were um, dating, and we, we always talk about this, this night, and maybe you've heard me tell the story, but we went out to dinner that night, and um, we were, had discussed we're getting engaged, okay? And I had been <clears throat> out with some a girlfriend of mine, and we had gone to Outback, and we'd had some wine, you know, and um, and I was talking to to Kevin, you know, I had gone over to see Kevin after that that evening, after you know I left and went over and met up with him, and um, and so you know we're out to dinner, and we were we came back to the car, we're in the car, and Kevin said, I want to talk to you for a minute. You're now an engaged woman. We are going into marriage. There are things that you do when you're single. There are things that you do that are not the same as when you are engaged and moving towards marriage. And he said, this is what I am looking for this is what my expectation is in a, in a marriage. This is what I this is what I, I desire. And he started to speak, and he started to put a boundary around me. Hallelujah. And no one had ever done that. I all I've gone through all the the marriage things. I listen to marriage tapes before I got married, you know. I, I mean I went to the relationship things and all that. And I knew as much as my flesh did not like what he said, in my spirit, I knew what he was talking to me about was true. And it was right. And he was beginning to set boundaries of protection, not to lock me up and throw away the key. But love was setting up dominion about me. Amen. And he wanted to know that night, 
were we on the same page as to what marriage was going to look like? And see, I always wanted what he was telling me about. I'd always been believing for that. But guess what? Today, my flesh was going to have to die because there was going to be a new sheriff in town. There was going to be someone that I was going to submit to. And submission is not when you agree with it. It's not when you say, oh, I like that, feels good. No, it's when you don't agree with it, that true submission. But see, I knew in my spirit that is exactly truth. I, true, he, what he was saying was resounding in here, but the flesh right out here was saying, who do you think you are? I've been on my own. I've been single for 30-something years. I have my own place. I have a job. I don't, you know. But you know what? All of that was about to change. And we were starting to form something new, a new thing that had never been done before. Amen. Behold, he's doing a new thing. But you have to allow God to help you form it. You have to line up with this word so that you indeed can enter into the rest of it. I gave you at the Come Away, the Come Away book, I redid this. This is the final Come Away. There's still the typos. But this is, I gave you from the book of the Song of Solomon, scriptures. I gave them to you. You could, If you weren't part of it and you want the book, I'll give it to you. Be happy to send it to you. Just let me know. Text us or get in touch with us. Amen. But in this is a list from the Song of Solomon of, of what our beloved does. Okay? It's, it's what Jesus does. And, and you can align with what Jesus does. And you can say, Lord, I thank you that my husband, because right now if you're not married, Jesus is your husband. But you can say, Lord, I thank you. That my husband is an apple tree among all the trees. There are a lot of men, but my husband is the prominent man in my life. There's a lot of people anointed. There's a lot of people out there. But my husband is the apple tree. He, I say it over him. I declare it over him. I speak love over him. I speak what a great husband he is. Amen? I believe it. Amen? Hallelujah. God didn't give me garbage when I married Kevin. He gave me the desire of my heart. And according to James 1, it says, there is no shadow or a variation with God. When he gives you something, it doesn't change. You may change. You may get a little skewed. But the good gift from heaven, it never changes. It's always good. And that's kept me and sustained me through a lot of wiggles or a lot of little things I wanted to go on my own way and do my own thing. Amen? Hey, Eve did it. 
Well, we, we're, we're the daughters of Eve. Come on. She saw something that looked good. She saw something over there that looked appealing. And she started to listen to what sounded good. And what, see, the, the enemy of the good, the enemy of the best is the good. Or the very, the, the enemy of the very good. Let's line it up with scripture. Because Jesus said, when he, God said when he brought man and woman together, he said it was very good. Hallelujah. There was good, but then there was very good. Hallelujah. And we truly sanctify our husbands through the word. We sent, they are to sanctify us through the word, but we sanctify an unbelieving husband because we are with them. We sanctify them. We keep them safe. We keep them healthy by our choices, by our lifestyle. Truly, the woman sanctifies even a rebellious husband. Uh, you sanctify him because they are coming to you. They are drawing life from you. They are drawing from the anointing upon you. And as you go to the secret place and you pray, they are, in fact, getting, they're coming to you. Hallelujah. We are to bear the seed. We are to take what they give us and they bring it to us, right? Come on, this is the way men, they bring it to us. And then we are to grow it up. Hallelujah. It's not just about childbearing. It's about bearing. It's about dominion. It's about growing up the vision of your marriage. Growing up the vision for your home. Growing up the vision that the two, when God put you together, that he made, and he called it very good. Maybe you've gotten lost in it. Maybe you've gotten lost and you left the path a long time ago. I just want you to know that you can pick this word back up today. And God will quicken it. He will. Because he loves to resurrect dead things. Hallelujah. He is the resurrector of my dead works. He's the resurrector of the dead years of that season or what you lost in that season. He is the one that calls those things that be not as though they were. Look, Abraham and Sarah, they, he was past, he was, he was impotent. He wasn't doing anything with Sarah. And she was past the age of childbearing. But they got a word, and they stayed with it. Look at Noah. Look at Noah. He's told to build an ark. There would never been rain. He starts building. It was 100 years, and we look at 5 or 10, and we, this is too long, too long. But guess what? I'm just like you. I'm impatient. I have to pray, God, help me. Help me to walk in patience and the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is long-suffering. It's long-spirited. Are you long, do you, do you believe you're long-spirited? For me, I was 33 before I got married. It took me a long time to meet the Mr. Right or to be ready for the Mr. Right. And I'm so glad that, that that night that I didn't let the flesh
flesh dominate me. That I didn't have a big fit with, you know, of, of him, you know. But that was the beginning of Kevin taking dominion. Of taking a dominion over and love was setting a boundary. Will you let love set a boundary? Do you believe that love is setting a boundary around you, keeping you from harm, keeping you from what should have happened, keeping you from death? I believe, I believe it. I believe it. So you start to receive it with your mouth. Say, Lord, I thank you. Your banner over me is love. You love me. You, so you can take these scriptures here and you can say, you call me, Lord. You love me. You call me your fair one. You call me your love. You say there's no spot in me. Hallelujah. How can that be? God loves you. He loves me. Amen. And he says, I see you in eternity. And I, as you've accepted me as your Lord and Savior, I am making you perfect. I've made you perfect already. Hallelujah. And I am working on a new thing in you. Amen. Hallelujah. So do not consider the former. Because we always want to consider the former, don't we? I want to look at what I did. I built this. I did this. I did. No, I'm doing a new thing, right? Do we, do we perceive it? We do, right? We do. Look at what's happened in this nation this year. There's some new things that happened this year, some new things that we never saw. I'm doing a new thing. We don't have to be afraid of the new. We want to embrace the new. Amen? So you're not afraid. No. Perfect love casts out fear. Okay? If you're not in, but if you don't, if you question the love, if you question what Jesus did for me, if you question what he did for you, then you will not stand and you will not call on the promises and him when you need it. For forgiveness, for reconciliation, for resurrection, for all the R words that you need. For resisting the devil when you see something showed up that you didn't, that, uh, where'd this devil come from? And you don't, re but you don't resist, oh, I must have deserved it. No, under the blood, you didn't deserve that at all. It was a devil coming at you. So you resist the devil and he will flee, right? So, hallelujah. In, um, in Proverbs, 20, I mean, Proverbs 31, hallelujah, I appreciate, I have a little Proverbs thing that I did that talks about, um, I am a Proverbs 31 woman, and it talks about different things that the Proverbs 31 woman does, and one, I wanted to uh, read this one because in verse 16 from Proverbs 31 that I've amplified, and it says, and I appreciate this, and, and I'm, I'm telling you this because he's telling Kim to me about this, <laughs> okay? 
get to share with you because he's doing it, a work in me on this. And, and it's not the first time, but he's doing it again. It says, in verse 16, it says, I consider which field to plant in and whether my time should be put there. When I do plant my seed of time, it bears fruit in abundance. Amen? I consider which fields to plant in. So you are, you have control over your life today. And maybe you've decided that I'm going to plant in some other field. But maybe God has already given you a field in which he would like you just to go back and start to trim that up. At the end of the summer right now, during the, the summer month, the months, the grass just grows. It's like you mow it and it's up the next day. Hallelujah. But as we start to move into fall, we start to be the, the slowly, the grass slows down, it's growing, and you can get back more of the dominion on the property. It's like that with us in seasons. There's seasons where things are growing, lots of things are going on, and then now it's time to trim. Now it's time to form up. Now it's time to get things back in order. Amen? And, and so I encourage you today, where is the field that you are to be planting in? What? Is it your family? Is it your personal faith in God? Is it your calling? Is it to the world, to the nations? Is what is it that is vital for you today? Because if you are not settled, first of all, in who you are in Jesus Christ and established in him and what he's done and that love for you, it will circumvent you from going forward. Perfect love will cast out fear. You don't have to have all the answers of how you're going to do it. You just need to move forward by faith. Amen? He will provide the way. Amen? Hallelujah. And guess what? The Bible promises that he's the way maker. Amen? He is the way maker. He's not ever going to stop being my way maker. Maybe you don't use him as your way maker as much as I do, but I tell you, I live on him as my way maker. I look at that dirty, those dirty dishes, and I look at all that stuff, and I think, Jesus, you're going to help me with this. Hallelujah. Amen? I look at that situation over there, I'm like, Lord, I thank you, you're going to help me with this. Because with him, I can do the impossible. Without him, I can't do anything. And so I place, and we talked about this at the come away, I am constantly placing a demand on God's power, not my own. Amen? I place a demand in the minute minutiae of details. Hallelujah. 
One of the ways that I do that is I pray in the Holy Spirit. I don't know what I'm praying a lot of times when I pray in the Spirit, but the Bible promises, again, His Word promises, that if I pray in the Spirit, I pray the mysteries. I pray the future things. I pray my the perfect will that he has laid up for me. So when I'm praying in the spirit, I am actually making a way as I am praying that seems to be a no way. I am praying the way. Hallelujah. And later on in the day, as I go about doing my other things, the way will be made way. It'll be, that will be shown to me. Oh, wisdom just came to me. Oh, I just got that. Oh, I don't need to do that. Oh, this is so easy. Why didn't I do it this way? Hallelujah. Because he has put that, given us that this, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the praying in the Spirit, to do more than just be a language. It is to edify you. It is how you give, you pray in the, your most holy faith. If there's many, many blessings to why you pray in the Spirit. So if you just look at it as a, as a language and not what you're getting from it, you're going to not ever tap in to all that is contained therein. And you might say some words and you might even develop yourself in a language, but he desires for you to pray in the Spirit sing in the spirit, to pray with the understanding, and to sing with the understanding, okay? So it's not just praying in the spirit and singing in the spirit, but then you get the understanding. For me, how this works for me, in case you aren't familiar with this, how it works for, in my life is as I pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit will start to quicken a verse, a lot of time or a song that is a verse amen and so when i'm praying in the spirits a song might rise up this morning an example i was meditating on some different things i woke up this morning and i, I mean i've been in a whole different section here not anything that i'm talking about this morning <laughs> hallelujah but as I went to bed last night, I was just praying over some of the scriptures that I had been going through, and the Lord, uh, I woke up with, I'm no longer, I'm no longer a, a, a slave to fear. Now that's a cute way of saying it, but it's a scripture. I don't just sing songs, I sing scriptures. Because I want those scriptures to speak and give me the direction. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. And I've been in Hebrews chapter 1 most of the weekend. And so we don't want to be subject to fear. Okay? Sometimes people are subject to fear. And they don't realize that they are, are not in faith, but they are in fear. I remember a woman telling me one time, she said, you know, the devil is in the details. The devil can get you so caught up in that you don't have it perfect, that you have to be perfect, that you never invite anybody over to your house. Or it's got to be perfect, so I can't do this. Or the, rain, the sun is not shining, it's not shining out, 
or my hair doesn't look right, or whatever it is that you think you have to be perfect, the devil can be in the details. You've got to move forward in faith. And sometimes those details that you think are important are really a distraction and keeping you from moving forward. You can, you can do it on the, in the going. The lepers, they were healed as they went. God that works with us. We just accept him as our Lord and Savior. He didn't say you have to get perfect to get saved. No, he said, I'll take you like you are, and then I'll work with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's the way it is for us. We, we get a word, we get a direction from the Holy Spirit, and we start to move towards it. And is, is it ever a perfect time? Is it ever a perfect time? No, it's never usually a perfect time. It never falls, is never, because there, where was your faith in it then? Where is, the, it, where is the process of faith if it's, everything's perfect? No, you have to move forward. You have to make a step. When there wasn't, you have to move towards faith. You have to move towards this word. You have to rest on this word. Not that you see the fulfillment of it, but I know this is your word. You said that, that, that my husband's presence, he enjoys. He enjoys my, my husband. My God enjoys my presence. Do you believe that? The Bible says it also in Song of Solomon that he is at the lattice outside your window. His walls, the Bible says, your walls are ever before the Lord. He sees you when you are sleeping. He's outside hoping when you wake up that you're going to say, Lord, oh, it's so good to be with you. What do you have to say for me today, to me today? He's at the lattice. He's wanting, but he will not force his way in. He's not the devil. He has to be invited in. He has to be invited into the messes. He has to be invited into to your plan. He wants to, he wants to make your plan. He wants to take it and make it his plan. He wants to make it supernatural. He wants to bring more fruit than you could ever try to do yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. And so there's scriptures in, in this book that I gave you. Where do you find yourself? What is it that you need to get dominion over? right now, this month. Determine what it is. Maybe it's a closet. I'm going through closets. I decided I'm going to do one a week. I'm gonna, hey, I just, that's the way I work. I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to just, oh yeah, I'm going to get the closet. No, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to do one a week. I'm not going to try and do them all. Sometimes when I used to have help, I'd do it all. Everybody, I'd do it three or four. <laughs> we do in a week, you know, or, or in a day, actually, we do like three or four in one day. It would just be supernatural. It was so supernatural. See, when God is with you in it, you see the supernatural. You find things you didn't know you had. You find things when you go in that closet, you realize, oh, I've been looking for something like that. I have it right here. He starts to show you it's already in your tent. Hallelujah. And you're thinking, I got to go out and get it. And it's right here. And I'd forgotten I put it away <laughs> in that place. And it's exactly what I need to hang this or exactly what I need to organize over here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he wants you to see that he's with us. He's working with you. That you're never alone. That his banner really is a 
love is over you. And it's over you in the minutia of every day. Hallelujah. And it's not just when you sit and stand in front of a pulpit or you stand in front of people. He's with you in the little things. Hallelujah. He's, he's the one that's when you're driving down the road and you're thinking about this thing and you're thinking about so, so, something about this. And he says, yes, and that's just exactly the thing you're dealing with. That's just like you. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he doesn't talk to you like that. That's the proof of the down payment of the spirit of Christ in you. That's how you know. He's, you're his son. That's how you know that you're his daughter. Amen. That he talks to you like that. And I give him permission. Give him permission. Don't put him in a box. Don't think he's limited to Sunday morning at 5 to, to uh, 9 to 10 or whatever little box that you put, put him in. He is, he is ready. He's available 24-7 to talk to you, to guide you, to lead you, to show you how to run through that truth and leap over a wall. Amen? I mean, unless you stood on that scripture, I don't know. I stood on that scripture. I stood on that scripture. I declared that scripture when I was wrapped with pain in my foot. When I was wrapped with pain and I was going around the property, and when we went around the, 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 the when, when some prayer warriors said we were going to march around the church, the other church building that we had seven times, and I'm still wrapped with pain, but I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. And I went, even though I didn't feel, even though I had pain, I'm not going to let that pain dictate to me what I, what, where the victory is. Come on. Hallelujah. And so I stood on that. I'm still standing on it. I still have to, I run through, I'm running through a tree, troop and leaping over a wall. I take hold of that word. I rest on that word. I thank you. I can use that word in this situation. I can use that when there's devils coming against me. I can run through this troop, Lord, because you said that you make my feet like hinds feet and you make me walk on my high places. And I thank you. I take it again. I knew it yesterday, but I've taken it today that I am going to walk up higher. I'm not walking lower today. I'm going up higher. Are you? Are you going to come up higher? Because he's called Calling us to high places. He wants us to see above the stuff. He doesn't want us to get our wisdom and our knowledge from the, the five physical senses. That's how who you were before you were born again. But now we have been born into and grafted into the commonwealth of God. And now we have all the privileges that we that Christ had because we're seated with him in heavenly places. We were be, uh, given to the fear, that bondage to fear because we weren't born again. But now the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us more than a conqueror in every situation. I'm not relying on who I was 30 years ago. I'm relying on when Christ came in and set me free. I, other woman, is dead. And now I am living by, by, by Christ, by the spirit of life in me who died for me and gave himself for me. I live by the spirit of the living God. That's who, that's what we are to be doing. This is common, what they call mere Christianity. It should be common Christianity. It shouldn't be unusual. You shouldn't be seeking a prophet. You should be seeking the word of God and fellowship with Jesus. You have been given the Holy Spirit within you to, 
deliver you and to guide you. And if you are leaning on somebody else's words, you, and you're going to be off. You need to rely. You need to know the word. Let it speak to you. Let it quicken you. Let it direct you. Like Jesus. We follow Jesus. Did he follow a prophet? No. He only did what he heard the Father tell him to do. He said, lo, I come in the volumes of the book to do your will. He was searching the scriptures. Amen? That's what we're to do. We seek the scriptures. Hallelujah. Did you find Hebrews chapter 2? Hallelujah. We read what Hallelujah said. Let's start here. Thank you, Lord. It's just talking about Jesus. And he has, verse 8, And thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. How many things? All things. Under the name of Jesus. Under our Lord and Savior, everything is under his feet. And because we are in him, they're under our feet. He's given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. All the powers in Jesus' name. But if you don't believe, if you're not solid in what he's done for you, and you will let sin consciousness keep you, you will back down and you won't take your authority. Sin consciousness is always feeling that you have no right to come forward instead of righteousness, conscience. It doesn't mean that we don't repent of things when the Holy Spirit, but we should not, uh, convicts us, but we should not live in condemnation because Jesus does not condemn. He came to set us free, to give us life. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses you night and day before the Father. The reason that you, the Father doesn't listen is because you've accepted Jesus and your righteousness is in him. But if it is in works, is it, if it is in how good you did it, and if it is how, how many times you went here, or how many times you did this, you're not going to come boldly huh, to the throne because you're not gonna you're gonna miss it one day and that same judgment that you've used to measure others is gonna come back to you and you will, will find yourself not running and coming boldly to the throne of grace in your hour of need. His throne never changes. His love never ceases. No matter what we do, the same grace that he's extended to you and me, he's extended to those most unlikely. Amen. Because God so loved the world. Hallelujah. We get the opportunity to have him in dwelling inside of us. But there's a whole world out there that doesn't know this love. Amen. This love. It says, so he, in verse 8, he has put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left anything 
It says nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels. Lower, lower than, and that word angels there is really a little lower than Elohim. It's not angels. You know, it, for a little while he suffered and he came down. But Jesus is in the same category as Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. For the suffering of death, he was made a little lower than angels and crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, would be able to taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in, <clears throat> in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So Jesus himself wanted to feel everything that we felt and be victorious so that he could be always the captain of your salvation, the lover of your soul. He knows every situation that you could possibly go through, every temptation, every situation. For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I, I will declare by thy name unto brethren in the midst of the church will I sing praise to thee. And again, Lord, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I, not only I, but the children which you've given me will do the same. Isn't that wonderful scripture? I and the children that you give me, spiritual or natural, they will give you praise. They will serve you. For as much then that as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Did it say that he destroyed him? He did. He already destroyed him. Amen? Amen. And deliver you and me who through fear of death were all the life, their lifetime, subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took upon him the seed of us to be like us. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made just like you and I, that he might be merciful. Isn't this He's so merciful and faithful when we come to him. He's a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Have you been tempted lately? Maybe you decided I'm not going to do that anymore. You know it's the right thing. 
I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to do this anymore, Lord. But then guess what? The devil knows your history. He was there. His, his spirits, those familiar spirits, they were there in all that muck. And so they want to bring a temptation to you. The Lord says there's no temptation that is not common to man, that he will not provide a way of escape. Amen. So if there is a testing, if there is a tempting to run, I don't know about you, but I've been tempted to run. Have you ever been tempted to run? I'm just going to run. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to run. But there's nowhere to go to. Once you've tasted Jesus, you run to him. You don't run from him. Amen. Run to Jesus. He will help you. Just like he helped me those years ago, even when God was sending my husband into my life and he was starting to take dominion over our life of our future. Amen. That flesh wanted to run. Recognize what it is and resist it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, give praise to me and resist, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and resist the devil and he'll flee. Amen? So you resist. You resist. How do you resist? In the name of Jesus, Satan, I, you, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Amen? I was talking to a lady the other day. She had a dream and she said there's an attack coming. And she said in the, in the dream, she called on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's, that's how we fight our battle. The Lord was showing her that's, that is really true. Hallelujah. That is really true. It isn't something that, that I'm just telling you to do. I'm not, uh, Gail, Pastor Gail's just preaching about you call on the name. No. Because when she did, the thing was diverted. Hallelujah. This is how we fight our battle. I'm not giving you something that doesn't, I'm not giving you, I'm giving you the answer. I'm giving you the key at the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. And if you call him Yeshua, great. You're Hebrew, you call him Yeshua. You're Spanish, you call him Jesus. Whatever, but he has, God has given Jesus the name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and everything, every tongue will confess in all three realms. So don't be afraid to use the name. You might not be comfortable saying Jesus. Do it at home. Start getting comfortable. When I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when I started really calling on the name of Jesus. I mean, I knew Jesus, but it, it, there was a, a, a fulfillment of the baptism, getting the baptism, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost with power. And when I started to use the name and when my, my life really started to move forward in Christ. Hallelujah. And so you may have already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, stir up the gift of God.
It is one of the ways that we stir up the Holy Spirit's in the Holy Spirit in us, not spirits, the Holy Spirit in us, amen, is by praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And so that you may not know where to go. I remember when I first received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I remember going into, um, into um, I remember specifically going into this Publix one day, and there were three dark people. They were um, all Gothic. We call it Gothic now. But they, they were like vampires. They looked like whatever they looked like. I don't even know that they were vampires, but they, they looked like dangerous people. And I was going in and I saw them and I started just praying the Spirit. Because I didn't know what to pray over that situation, but I sensed that they were in they were encountering me for a reason. And so I prayed in the spirit. And I noticed that when I went around them, that, I mean, it was like they birthed, they, they took a wide berth, you know? But it was, I just, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to pray. And so I got over to praying in the Spirit. Nobody told me to do that. It was just by the Spirit. I started to pray in the Spirit. It was Spirit-led. We don't know. Romans 8 says we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself will pray with groanings that cannot be uttered. That day, I didn't know what I was praying, but I knew I was praying the perfect will of God. And I knew it was a protection for me that day. Amen? I don't know exactly all that was contained, but he wanted to show me that was a weapon of my warfare. Hallelujah. Because you talk about, we talk about our weapons, and that was one he wanted me to know. This is a weapon that you use. Hallelujah. It's not just praying in the spirit to edify God, but this is also a weapon that you can use to for protection about you. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you don't use it that way, um, where should you don't believe it's a weapon because you don't use it. Because if you do, if you if you know where your weapons are, you're gonna go get them. I don't have guns, I don't have knives, I have weapons of the spirit, amen? And I'll take those every day against any demonic, uh, anything trying to come against me, hallelujah? Because he can cover me under the shadow of himself and like he did for the prophet of old so that my enemies don't even see me. That's because I read this word and I believe this word. I would rather have the arsenal of the weaponry of the spirit any day than guns, knives, bombs, or any of those things I will choose to take my weaponry of the spirit. I pray you are not girded down and bunkered down with guns, knives, bombs, and not and left yourself wide open because you're not covered in the spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus. I use it. I take it. I adhere to it. That's another weapon. I'm not here today to go through the weapon. Know, though, that that Holy Spirit has given you that love, power, has given you gifts, and he has weapons that you can wield against 
the enemy's tactics. Hallelujah. He will show you how to get out of temptation. He will lead you. He will get, you'll get a call. You will be led a different way. You, something else will happen. A diverse, I know it because he did it for me. He still does it for me. You just look, say, Lord, show me the way out. I need a way out. Because I, I was, I had, it took me a while to get it, you know. I would put myself in, in harm's way again and again. And so I'd have to ask him, Lord, you know I'm trying to get there, but I'm still putting myself in these situations. And so I would put myself in those situations, but I'd say, God, Jesus, get me out of here. Show me how to get out of it. And he would. And then finally, thank you, Lord. He, he gave me, he, he showed me not to get on the road to sin. He started, I stopped. I started to not go to those familiar places. I stopped doing those things that, that were causing me to go down that, that trail of sin. Maybe you, know, maybe you haven't gotten that place to that place in your life yet. I don't know who's watching this morning. Maybe you have made some strides forward, but then you're back into doing the same old thing again. God's, you're never too dead for resurrection. You can start again today. We can be born again again. Amen. And so I encourage you, what's your field this morning? Maybe it's cultivating your own body. Maybe you haven't been taking care of your body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not, maybe you need to focus on your personal body. Really, literally. You gotta strengthen your body. Or you've got to um, you know, eat better or whatever because God wants you to live long. Amen? Maybe it's just a change of habit. Something so simple. I'm going to do this every morning before I get out of bed or when I get out of bed. I, I don't know. You, you figure out what needs to be, you need to take dominion in this morning. Amen? You determine what's the field that's overgrown right now. Amen. And then you start to form it up. The Bible says in, in the book of, of Luke, it says that he gave talents to people. He gave some one, some five, and some ten. The one with the one, the one with the one, I always, it always bothered me. Why did they how mean that God would take the one and give it to somebody already had. It just bothered me. I didn't realize that it was all about dominion. It was all about being faithful with what gift God's given you and the talent that God has given you. When you are faithful, when you do with it something, when you hone it in, you are like him. When you let it overgrow, when you don't do anything with it, that is not like God. God is a God of order. Amen? Not chaos. So whatever area that is chaotic, you, with the Lord's help, say, Lord, I'm going to start to just do a little bit here and order it. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're going to help me in this. 
Amen? He will. Thank you, Jesus. And trust that everything, even that microwave, is under subjection to God. It's under subjection to Jesus. Every, everything, your car, is under subjection in the name of Jesus. I had a car a while ago, and um, I was having a problem. Um, we had listened to Kenneth Copeland talking about this, and he said uh, that he had a problem with a, a, a car starting, and so he just he let it fill alone for a few minutes, went back, and he started to command it to start and start right up. And so I'm at the grocery store, I'm in Publix, and um, I couldn't get my car to start. It just wouldn't start. So I'm like, you know, I'm panicking. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't tell the truth. I'm just like, oh no, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to get something, all the bad things. And uh, so, but I called Kevin, I said, Kevin, uh, would you come and uh, help me here? So he drove over, so he went over to the car, and he said, in the name of Jesus, start in the name of Jesus. And he took the started right up. I never had a problem with it after that. Starting. I knew what to do. I didn't do it. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Kevin came and did it. Amen. He's still helping me. Amen. That the, the God, the man that God gave me is still helping to take dominion, still helping me in my life. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm grateful for it. I praise God for him. I'm not trying to throw him off. I'm not trying to get rid of him. I'm not trying to change him in for another model. I'm grateful for what who God has given me. He's not getting worse. He's getting better. Amen. I don't speak death over him. I'm called to speak life. And so whatever it is today that you need to change your confession over, let's line it back up. Let's order our confession aright so that we can see the salvation of the Lord. And consider your field today. Consider the fields. Which one is vital for you to plant in? It may not be that out there at all. It may be out there, but you, with God's help, you determine to be a faithful sower into the field that God said for you to sow into. And you will reap. You will reap because God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Amen. Thanks for being with us this morning. I thought I was going to go in a whole different direction, but we just thank you, Lord. So get this back out. If you don't use it, I use mine. I use it. That's why I made it for you, because I use this. This is my little vision journal. It's my come away and uh, come away journal, and I use them every year. So I start, I start my new year in, in August. This is the, the Hebrew calendar in September. We start, she's got hers there, glory to God. And then we can add in what we need to work on in those different areas. So I have, uh, if you'd like one, if you, you have, didn't make it to the come away, you'd like me to mail you one, just let me know. And just thank you again for being with us and, 
and be faithful. Amen? Because he, he had a reward for the, the, the one that was faithful. He gave him the one that was faithful with the ten. He was able to rule ten cities. So when you're faithful with the one, he will give you more. Amen? Have a great week. We love you. Love to hear from you. Love to see you. And next week we'll be praying in the morning. Um, this is our monthly um, pray, love pray build. So we'll be praying next Monday. So please join us if you can. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be sending out some information on those. We're going to start around 6. You might be not be able to make it at 6. But I'm going to be online at 6 on the conference line. So we'll send that out to you so you have that information. But we will be back here at 10. So if you can just make it at 10, that would be great too. And we'll do the wrap-up. But if you have something you want us to pray for next week when we gather together, something on your heart you want us to put on the prayer board, we will. And we will be happy to pray for you. Amen. Have a great week. Lord,